Entrepreneurs Start Here helps you bridge the gap between now and what is next. We embrace taking action and leaning into your community to grow. Explore the ins and outs of being an entrepreneur and what it takes to truly start through candid interviews with innovators like you. This is the Entrepreneurs Start Here podcast. All right, welcome to episode two of the Entrepreneurs Start Here podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. Our guest this episode is our former coworker and good friend, Dakota. Uh, he has been very successful with an e-commerce business, and that's something that I personally have been very interested in. And I felt like there were a lot of people in our audience who would be interested in hearing about that experience. So we'll be talking about social media growth, monetization strategies, and how you could replicate this exact business model. Start a community on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on different social media, and leverage that into a small business. Welcome to the show, Dakota. How's it going today? Good, good. How are you doing? Doing very well, thank you. Happy to have you here. Thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, for us and for the audience, for those who are not familiar with your, your work, where can we find you on social media? Um, so I've got, I mean, I know I'm, uh, today we're talking a little bit more about e-commerce and whatnot. Um, so I've got a, an e-commerce business that I've ran, uh, for the past couple of years, basically it's called Gotham hunting. Um, so we do stuff for hunting, but also for fishing. So basically the, the outdoorsman special. Um, but I think what's cool is we're going to be able to talk today about e-commerce as a whole, rather than what. Uh, my business does specifically, and I think that's cool because that's a plot, uh, applicable to a lot of the people that might be listening. But for that, it's uh, yeah, got them hunting on Instagram, Facebook, and on uh, www.com, and that's it. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, the reason I thought I'd have you on the show, we have a lot of uh, young audience members interested in you know starting out in entrepreneurship, and I personally know a lot of people, myself included, who have gotten into and dabbled with e-commerce, but. I think, uh, you know, what, what's really remarkable about your business is just the way that the social media growth and, you know, it seems like the, the monetization strategies have really exploded. So I thought it would be great to have you on the show and, you know, educate the, the e-commerce failures such as myself on what strategies we can use to maybe uh, pull it off a little bit better on the, the second one, because that's definitely something I would personally be interested in doing. And particularly with social media, you know, uh, just, you know, being the, the podcast and similar such ventures, it would be good to have a bit better of an idea of how that all operates, uh, considering that uh, not exactly my strong suit. And Quentin, I know it's not yours either with your, uh, I mean, boomer tendencies as it is. I know we were joking earlier about I like accidentally liked a, my own message that I sent to somebody on Instagram. I'm like, oh man, this is not my, <laughs> this is not my forte. <laughs> Um, but Dakota, I remember when I found out that you had this Gotham hunt, hunting page, you're like, oh, just one second, I'm just uh, going to make a post. This was like um, some, I don't know, some event we were at like four years ago, probably, in yeah. Niagara Falls. And uh, so I, I'm super curious, because I never really got the full story. So we wanted to know, uh, what's the background? Like, how did you get started? Do you, do you hunt? <laughs> like, how, how did you get started with that? Um, yeah, so for me, uh, we, we actually, like you said, we were at that event, I couple, I don't know, I think it was about 2017 when I kind of started using social media as a, a platform for 
this idea I had. Um, it wasn't really anything specific at the time. Like I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to run a business out of this. I'm going to sell products or have a community or anything. It was more just let's get this thing off the ground. Let's try to hit the 10,000 follower mark. That was just the goal I had. And from there, we'll reevaluate what, uh, what, what things are going to look like moving forward. Um, so really the idea was to generate like enough of an audience on online so that when you have a product, you actually have someone to sell it to. Um, so the thing is to, with a lot of, with a lot of e-commerce right now is people start out fresh and then they're having to invest $5,000 a month, for instance, in ads to funnel people to that e-commerce site. But for me, like that really wasn't possible. I don't have $5,000 kicking around that I can throw, um, while I'm a student and also running my own business with, uh, with college pro at the time. Um, so for me, it was really how, how can I build a community and an audience without a product or anything yet? Um, with hopes to actually figure that out down the road. And, uh, and yeah, that's kind of where, where, where I'm at now. Um, I ended up figuring it out a little bit and building a website around stuff I like doing. Um, so you asked if I hunt, I, I do hunt and fish a little bit. Um, not as much as I'd like. Uh, it's, it's honestly, it's, 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 it's interesting because the sport itself is something that is kind of getting lost as the newer, newer generations come in. Not as many people are interested in it. Uh, more people are against it, if anything. Um, but I think it's it's really important for everyone to educate themselves on it as a whole. But uh, for me, like my job now feels like I have to educate people on what it's actually about and also highlight the importances and, and how it kind of helps out with the overall wildlife and, and uh, I guess, conservation of it in, in Canada or in America, as a, in, a, in a sense. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's a little bit late now, but I just want to jump in with the uh, trigger warning. Yes. Anyone who checks out the social media, yeah, de definitely trigger warning dead waterfowl. That's going to be on there. That's part of the program. <laughs> we, we did discuss that before we had you on. We're like, should we do a disclaimer at the start of this episode? <laughs> um, but no, I appreciate that. So, um, and how how did you find that 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 niche? So how and how important do you think that is to have? when you started your, your e-commerce page? It's yeah. Uh, honestly, like the niche I'm in is, is super, super tough and competitive. Uh, when I say that, like there's really not many people that do, like I said, like that hunt or fish or, well, there's a lot of fishermen, but not, not many people hunt really anymore. I think the number is somewhere around like between 15 to 20 million in all of North America, which isn't much in a sense. Um, so I think one of the biggest things that's important, but also is super challenging is really figuring out who you're selling to, who your audience is, and making sure that you're, you're offering good products for them. Um, and you're also having things that they actually need rather than just a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. Um, because I mean, in the start, I kind of, my first investment into products and different things, like I bought a bunch of t-shirts and, and bought a bunch of size smalls and mediums, but my niche are more bigger dudes that like going out and need XL, double XL, triple XL. And now that's things that like, I, I didn't think of, but I learned as I go. And that's, I know it's a bit of a funny example, but like, really, I just ordered a new set of shirts and I was like thinking more of not even getting smalls and mediums because I don't sell any. Um, so I guess it's just really understanding your audience uh, from a perspective of like their demographic, but also what they're buying, why they're buying it, what they like. Um, have they been with the same company for 30 years because they, they love their products and that's their go-to and how can you offer something that's a bit better than, than what they're currently using? I have, so I have two follow-up questions on that one. Did you Google 
the number of hunters in North America before you decided to start a hunting phase? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. No. <laughs> okay. it, was, it was an afterthought. Okay. And then also are hunters like the, I don't know, like the person that I'm thinking that hunts is not on, is not on Instagram. Like are hunters on Instagram? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I and I agree. Like I, I, I was also kind of wondering the same thing because typically you tend to think like it's a bit of older people. It, it gets passed down through traditions to their kids and their grandkids and so on. Um, but right now, the generation that's hunting, it's it's interestingly enough, like I said, it's, it was declining. It is declining. But with COVID, there was actually an increase in in children or not children, but younger, younger kids and also in females that actually hunt, which is quite interesting. Um, and a lot of those younger people are naturally on social media because that's the thing to do nowadays. So there, there is an audience now um, and there is a good amount of people that are um, with it. And it's very evident who is. Um, take a look at a profile, you'll see someone who's outside camping, hiking, hunting, fishing. Um, and that's usually all it is. And, and those people are great to have. And um yeah i mean they're they're using instagram and it, it, it's uh it's been a instagram has been my main reach to people uh to date and i think it's uh it's going to keep keep being that way i mean my dad's on instagram so there there must be yeah I think there's a bit a bit less of a barrier to entry maybe than there was five five years ago there with yeah the, yeah the social media <laughs> aspect i guess just to contextualize my kind of question because as you were describing earlier people spending a ton of money on on advertising, like paid Facebook ads and stuff like that to direct people to e-commerce store. That's what happened when I was operating. I never had, uh, you know, successful implementation of social media pages and like branding. I was more just trying to like push sales through ads and products that people would want and trying to like, you know, uh, segment the audience that I was putting in front of the right eyes. But at best, you know, I'd be spending two grand on ads and selling, you know, two grand of products. I was never quite breaking even, even at best. So I, I eventually just circumstances change and I kind of abandoned the project but I guess one of the things that I'm most curious about is how one actually goes about and builds that brand on social media so you have kind of an organic audience rather than trying to just force the sales like maybe certain like gurus on YouTube ads I'm sure a lot of people have seen those are, are, are advocating for right most of the people that I've seen be successful are you know building that actual brand so I guess like, what strategies are you using at the beginning to create that kind of growth like are you just actually making organic posts and playing the algorithm are you doing paid shout outs on similar brands like what could you maybe walk me through a little bit how you would get started in growing an organic yeah. audience on social media yeah yeah absolutely there's there's a couple different elements to it but like firsthand really all it is 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 relating or relating to someone but also kind of building a friendship as weird as that sounds online um so a lot of the times it's like i said it's it's more of like when you see someone post a cool picture in your domain, like you say, Hey, like great job or, Hey, that looks great. Or, Hey, that's cool. Um, and it's, it's the genuine comments towards them where they get engaging with you. Now you have that guy follow you. You're following them. Um, when he posts a story, you can share it. Da, 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 da. But like, there's, there's a lot of, it's, it's almost like building. It's weird. Just building friendships online with these people. And when I say, I don't mean like I'm spending eight hours a day, just texting a bunch of people building friendships, but it's more like checking in here and there or like, wow, I love your work. I love this. I love that. And, and kind of hyping them up. They hype you up. And with that, it's like naturally from just building again, those little friendships, it's, it's unlocked like 
uh, a guy that doesn't a giveaway might in, invite you into the giveaway. And now you're getting reach from his, his followers and he's getting reach from your followers. That's happened quite a few times. Um, but it's really just being genuine, messaging people, commenting on things. It's, it's not so much just the follow and unfollow um, because a lot of people do that and it rubs people the wrong way. Um, there is an element of that to it that helps with growth, but it's also trying to retain those people to, to trust you, like you, um, like, like you guys know, um, in, in, in sales and stuff, but does that, does that answer that? Yeah. I mean, it definitely, it definitely answers that. I mean, I guess that's, that's been a barrier for me to jumping on there and like communicating with you maybe just not my, like, I guess though, at some point it must've switched from small localized social media friendships to you know, like hitting that algorithm, having posts get seen, like create a bit of reach. Like, how does that work? Do you have any yeah, yeah. So, content strategies that to contribute to that success? Yeah, no, that's definitely uh, definitely an element of it too. It's not all messaging people and 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 having those guys online or those people online, but it's it's also like you said, playing the algorithm a little bit. Um, there's a lot of a lot of things like I don't know. I I I try different posts on purpose to see how they react different times a day. Um, so I've, I've learned a lot around, around that by, by really trial and error, but there's a lot of, it, it's interesting because some of the posts that really work good with the algorithm, you don't want to be shoving down people's throat all the time because it, it's obvious what you're doing. Um, but for instance, like I had to put up a post the other day or it was like tag your friend, whatever it was. And that post blew up because now there's buddy tagging, buddy tagging, buddy. And now there's a bunch of people that are commenting on that post. And that's again, like playing with the algorithm a little bit that naturally gets boosted to a bigger audience. Um, so I think it's understanding what type of content works better with your, your audience. And it's, it's not hard to find out. You just look at how many likes or how many comments or how many engagements you got on a post and trying to replicate that through in a bit of a different, I guess, shape. So um, yeah, if it worked for, xyz then then tweaking it a little bit to try to make it work this time um and and get that out to the right audience of people i guess just a follow-up question i have is uh you know how long does it take to achieve these results you know is it very regular posting for a, a very long time and a little bit of you know uh, i guess rapid growth as it gets bigger does it snowball or is it just you know work day in day out and making making posts yeah it, it snowballs a little bit but the funny thing is is i mean not funny but it, it sucks with the algorithm if you're if you're away for a week and you're not posting like your account gets shot right to the bottom of of everything in your space um so i think like posting every day is a must for a lot of like for a lot of instagrams and stuff to get note recognized because the what I noticed was, so I took a, a week off in May and I was no service, so I couldn't really post anything. It took me two to three weeks to get back up to the same engagement uh, posting every day. So it, it, it's, yeah, it's important to post every day. Um, but also, again, engaging with people is also playing with the algorithm because that also boosts your profile a little bit. Right. I'd heard that that was the case, daily posting being uh, extremely important. And I guess that yeah. kind of was going to be what I jumped into next. Like just seeing as you have, you know, your full-time job and simultaneously you have the, the kind of side hustle thing going on with your, your business. Um, like what's the workload like? Like, are you sitting down and scheduling out daily posts for the week on, you know, Monday morning? Or are you actually going out and, and making these posts every day? Uh, I guess I'm curious about what the workflow looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I, uh, 
I mean, I, I, I get it all done before work. So like I'll, I'll spend an hour in the morning making a post for a couple different accounts that I have, um, post them and, and roll with it for the day, answer to any replies, comments here and there. And the same thing the next morning. Um, but one thing I want to try, and, and I actually wrote it down to try this Sunday if I have the time, is is actually post like scheduling the whole week out. Um, so this way here, you can you kind of can forget about that and focus on different things. Um, because I don't know, sometimes in the morning, I struggle to find uh, to find different posts or different things to throw online. So I think putting time aside on a Sunday, for instance, to schedule out the weekend post is something I want to try out a bit, because it'll make it a bit more of a, I guess, streamlined process, um, rather than manually having to go in and post everything every day, which is what I've been doing or trying to you do. You haven't really gotten into any of the apps that are kind of managing your, your posting schedule and stuff like that? Signed up and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have so many apps on my phone that I was like, oh, that would be so useful. I sign up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the <laughs> same way. Happen. Yeah. So I guess if you don't mind talking about it a little bit, I don't want to pry or anything, but I am curious a little bit about the monetization strategy and how you kind of tied the social media together with the, the website and what that looked like. I know you obviously talked a little bit about quality products and things like that, but I mean, if you tell us a little bit about that. that yeah. Thing. Yeah. So right now, the only way like we really generate any revenue um, is through Shopify. Um, so selling products. And uh, for me, it's been, like I said, I use Instagram and Facebook to kind of funnel people towards that Shopify uh, website. But uh, one thing that has really helped is I have what I call in, in with my e-commerce business is a pro staff team. So basically people can fill an application, um, answer a couple of questions, like how many times you fish and hunt a year? What's your favorite products to use? Uh, what tips and tactics do you like to, to tell people or what, what's something you think that you do is different than others? Um, and I'll go through all these applications and accept, accept some of them, decline some of them. Um, and with that, it, it's built a bit of a community of people who are on the pro staff team and they have been a huge driver for, for sales. Um, but also, I mean, some of the, some of the best and, and greatest people that, that I've talked to and have invited me out to different States in America to go fish and hunt with them. Um, it's been quite interesting, but, uh, building a community has, has been best because they, they, I mean, they, they trust and like your brand. So they, they'll, they're likely to buy from you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, monetization, I, I've ran a few ads here and there, uh, ads do work. Uh, they do have to be set up well. Uh, but right for now and, and what it's been so far is really funneling people from Instagram to Shopify, uh, either through that pro staff application or through uh, something we're advertising to our audience on an Instagram post, just like plain and simple kind of thing. Are you advertising the pro staff applications through your uh, yeah. I mean, Instagram posts and that sort of thing? Yeah, posts and stories. Um, we have it in the uh, description of our profile or bio or whatever. Um, so it's easy to click and, and it drives a lot of people there. Um, yeah, really. Yeah. And Very I'm cool, curious, yeah. how long did you just post and like build up your audience until you started selling them stuff, you know, cause you said you had the 10,000 follower, uh, goal and, and that's really cool that you had, had that. That was probably pretty cool to pass it. Uh, yeah. you're at double that over double that now. So congr <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Cool. Uh, um, 
did you have a plan for that? Like, when were you going to start actually, like, ordering hats or, like, making shirts and that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah. So, um, the reason that the goal is 10,000 followers is because at 10,000 followers, you can actually start tagging products and selling products through Instagram. Um, so for me, and I guess that kind of ties into the last question that Owen asked about monetization. Well, Instagram has like the Instagram shopping tab now. So that's, that's been a huge help too, which is nice because people can just simply stay on one app and see your products. Um, but for, it took me probably two to three years to get up to 10,000 followers. With that said, like someone who was at the time, I wasn't posting really every day. Like I tried to, I would here and there, I would do a little bit here and there, but like if I was putting the energy I am now into kind of maintaining that, it would have grown a lot faster. Um, so I definitely think like anyone who says, Oh, I want to get 10,000 followers in a year. Like that's definitely possible. Um, but for me, it was kind of just roll with it, see what happens. And then finally I hit that point and got them, uh, got them hunting has only been selling, I think since mm, September of last year. So it's not, it hasn't even been a year yet, but, uh, so it, it's, it's been when, when that time came, I, I really just, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. This is sitting here. I haven't done anything with it. Like let's order some stuff. Let's make something of it. Let's try this out. Um, so there was no real set plan on when it was kind of just sometime after that 10,000 follower point. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just felt like it was time to time to get moving and time to get stuff off the ground. So that's uh, like I said, about, 10 11 months ago i'm uh, yeah i'm just curious as to how you choose what to post where you get your photos and like how do you create your captions that's all your own kind of create creative yeah so right now a, a lot of what we post are reposts from people that we kind of know in the community um so people from pro staff who take a lot of pictures of wildlife um and also just people that we've kind of met along the way we can say that take pictures of wildlife um, so it's been, it's been good reposting. I don't love reposting, um, stuff a lot. I mean, it, it, it kind of, it, it's tough to generate enough content to not repost, uh, quite honestly. Um, but the, some of these people are out full time and I've basically went and asked like a bunch of photographers that do wildlife, if it's okay, if we repost their stuff. So we have a couple of people that we go back to for reposting, um, that we've kind of had, have an agreement with. Um, but we also have some like educational posts, we'll say, where we do like a, did you know, every once in a while, um, which is all like original stuff. So I like doing as much original stuff or products, or if anybody that that's purchased something posts a picture of them in their new shirt or hat, like I like reposting that kind of stuff. Um, so quite honestly, it's like really as much branded and, original content as possible is where I want to go. And I've kind of, kind of recently switched that where I've like, I need to put a focus on it. Um, but, uh, a lot of it is reposting right now, but slowly moving into more like original stuff. And I think that'll come naturally as we get more, more people on the team, more people that, uh, buy, we'll get more pictures of people wearing stuff and doing things. So, um, yeah. And that kind of leads into what I wanted to ask next was, uh, what would you do differently now that you're two or three years or four years into it? And where are you wanting to go from here in the next couple of years? Yeah, um, it's uh, yeah. So basically in the next two to three years, 
Wow. Uh, so we're hope. I mean, right now we, we recently expanded into fishing. Um, so that page is called Cottom Fishing. Uh, a little play on words with uh, with Cottom Hunting, Cottom Fishing. Um, so ideally what was going to happen was they'd both have the same name, Cottom Fishing, Cottom Hunting, but uh, it didn't work out that way. So I did Cottom Fishing, which should be going up on the website, uh, Cottom Hunting very shortly. Um, and the, the direction we're going is to kind of be the notion that we've put around got hunting is so me, I, I wasn't raised by like my dad didn't hunt, um, which is very, very, I guess, unpopular. Like you won't really find anyone who just picked up hunting. It's usually like their grandfather or their father or their uncle or someone brought them along and taught them this stuff. Um, so I kind of just, I, I ended up going with a friend once and, and enjoyed it. So I was like, well, I'm going to do this myself. Um, so the, the challenge that you face when you're trying to kind of get into that stuff is it's, it's really intimidating. There's a lot of products. There's a lot of stuff you have to buy. There's a lot of people who say, this is the way to do it. And the others are saying, this is another way to do it. Um, so for me, I, I really want to build a, a brand that's welcoming to people who are trying to get into this stuff. Um, but it's also not like, there's a lot of expensive stuff too. Like I'll find a pair of like pants that you wear out hunting for like 500, $600. And I'm like, that's just a normal pair of water wicking pants that you could find at Nike or Under Armour that has camo on it. Um, so I want to make affordable stuff. So people don't have to break the bank and, and aren't too intimidated by prices and different products. Um, so that's kind of the direction we're going to go in uh, with fishing and, and, and hunting. And uh, you asked what, what would I have done differently? One thing that I, I really didn't think was, we'll say important, was like a business plan. So like figuring out who you're targeting, what your products is, who your competitors are, like the classic like business school, like build a business plan. Um, I really thought that was like a joke and not required. Like I was always, I'll just figure it out as it comes. But I did, I did that about halfway through the year this year. Um, and I was like, I need to just reevaluate and look at the bigger picture of this. And it presented a bunch of different opportunities and, and things that uh, I didn't really see before uh, because you get too caught up in everything as you're doing it. Um, so I would say building a business plan from the start would have been a, a good help because it would have kind of guided me to put my focus in the right spots right from the get-go. I guess to follow up on that question uh, is, I mean, I've, I, as a follower of God of Hunting, I mean, I've seen the, uh, the more rapid growth recently since you, you got serious about it i guess what i'm what i'm wondering is is this a business model that you would recommend to those out there in the audience who are trying to get into entrepreneurship or interested in you know the working from home kind of i mean it's a bit romantic isn't it the e-commerce thing uh like would you think that you're finding a niche and building a brand is this something that you would do over again how you've laid out today uh, barring maybe the the casual posting at the beginning yeah yeah no i i mean i would totally do it again and <laughs> I, I slowly am doing that with a couple different things. Um, I, I find it, it works, but a lot of, a lot of where my, I guess we'll say like core strategy is like trying to gather people from a bunch of different platforms and funnel them into one. So like, ideally, like I, I, I want to get on podcasts for hunting and fishing. I want to get on uh, like Facebook, I'm on Instagram and on, but I want to get on YouTube and make like educational videos and all this stuff kind of creates a, a funnel to again, Shopify or whatever website you're using. So, uh, for me, it's really, yeah, again, building that brand on different platforms would be, it would be probably something I'd recommend to people. And it's, it's, it does take a lot of work, like, uh, to actually play 
with the algorithms and different things. Like it sometimes it takes weeks of posting or like, I know YouTube, like you have to post, I think like a minimum, of like 30 or 60 videos to actually get a decent, uh, like go at the, uh, what am I trying to say or at the, uh, algorithm. So I think it's just staying patient, posting as much as you can, uh, Instagram every day, if you can. Um, so it's totally something I'd recommend anybody. Cause if, if someone, for instance, wanted to start a podcast, I would say, start a video podcast on YouTube, start a, uh, an Instagram for the podcast, start a Facebook for the podcast. This way here, you might get audiences in a bunch of different spots. Uh, you might post something, that, uh, like a quote on your Instagram that people enjoy. Um, and now they're, they're following the podcast. Yeah, I'm working on so, it, man. I'm, I'm um, working on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like I, I bring up the, the podcast example while we're on the podcast, but I'm not the best thing. Have to figure but, out a, yeah. a, quote, yeah. a quotable moment from what you've said tonight. <laughs> <I've noticed it. laughs> yeah, I, I mean, hey, if it works. <laughs> If only you if... adopt any, any good wisdom here, maybe we could have used the quote. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to put a, a finger on exactly what works uh, because a lot of it has just been trial and error. But I'd say staying consistent is probably the main thing. Me too. Okay. Well, I, I, I'll definitely be giving you a call as I'm working on the podcast Instagram page, I think. <laughs> I know what's what's your retainer for that? Oh no, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Don't have to worry. Okay, perfect. Uh, no, that's that's great. Well, thanks very much for for coming on. I guess to move away from the specific questions about your business, I wanted to ask you some some general, you know, self actualization based questions. Yeah, cool. Very curious about that. So, uh, like, how would you define success for yourself going into you know your your thirties? What does that look like? Are you working more, making a ton of money, or are you able to spend your free time? How are, how are you drawing that up in your mind? I'm not that old, Owen. You're not. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just mean like because everyone we have on the show for the most part is pretty young, and I'm young, and I just I'm trying to imagine what, what I'll be in my 30s. I'm curious as to how you envision yourself in that way. What would be success for you by the time you reach that age? Is what I meant. Not that yeah. you, you look old, but you do look rugged and handsome today. <laughs> appreciate it uh, i know for uh i know i know you didn't you didn't want to go any like specifics i mean for for the business we're talking about today for me like in the next say 10 years like i'd, I'd ideally want to see guides going out like fishing guides hunting guides different things in the mountains um and i also want to do a bit of a tour of of the states and kind of sell some products set up some booths and stuff um but in in general like success for me um, I don't know, it, it's, it's, it's changed probably I'll say recently, but over the past couple of years where it, a lot of it was like, let's just make, make a bunch of money, like make as much money as you can, uh, like grind now, enjoy life later. But it's kind of been a bit of a switch for me where you don't need to grind now and enjoy later. You can grind and enjoy and grind and enjoy forever. Um, and that, that, that finish line is always going to get pushed back every morning. The finish line should be a day day farther because you don't want to reach the finish line you want to keep working on things and and doing stuff so I think being able to I mean it's super super cliche to say but doing something you actually enjoy doing um but also making sure to like car like 
carve time out away from work to enjoy the stuff you enjoy doing. That's not work. Um, like if you enjoy hiking, go on a hiking trip. If you enjoy, uh, I don't know, going in the mountains in, in Alberta, for instance, like go do that and enjoy it a couple times in the year or in the, in the next couple of years, if you can, um, just really try to find those spots that you enjoy. Um, of course, takes it, take care of yourself financially. A lot of people, a lot of financial problems are just overspending in the wrong spot. So it's hard to say, like, make a lot of money and be happy with it because I've seen people who make $20,000 a year, but also people who make $150,000 a year and they have the same amount of money. And it's just because of how they spend and how they, they live their life. Um, so I think it's just really finding a good balance between, I mean, being able to have fun, being able to work hard um, and enjoy your, your free time as much as possible. I guess you're a financial advisor now. So say I give you 40 grand <laughs> buying a house, or you putting it in investments. How do you, how do you do that? 40 grand, uh, 40 grand savings for all the youngsters out there just getting good jobs. Right now, personally, I would probably buy an investment real estate property. Um, and by that, I'd probably buy either lakefront Airbnb or a rental that you can rent, uh, like a triplex or a duplex that you can rent uh, the upper units. That's probably what I would do with 40 grand. Yep. Nice. We're on well, it. that's good to hear because I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just actually wanted validation on my decision. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted validation. Good. <laughs> yeah, our last guest actually said the opposite. He said, do not buy a house right now. It's going a little low. Yeah. That could be a good reoccurring question, actually. Yeah, I'll just seek validation from all the different. Yeah, we'll see. It's interesting. I mean, <laughs> the trends of how the housing market right now are, are, are going downwards, but that's because COVID things are opening up finally. So people aren't at home. People aren't looking for a new home or a place to stay home all day and enjoy. Um, but there's a, there's a bunch of different factors like the borders opening up. That means we've got a like immigration is going to be increasing in Canada and also which brings more home buyers naturally. Um, and as the winter gets colder, people want a warmer place to stay. Um, so I think that the market will kind of stay at where it's at and it, we won't really see it go down too much. Uh, but that's my, my personal take on it. I don't foresee uh, any significant long-term depreciation in the Canadian housing market, barring something that is going to be a worse problem than is there any final thoughts that you wanted to share? I know you're excited to come and talk about e-commerce in general. Uh, anything else that we should know? No, I mean, I just, uh, maybe it's because I was listening to a podcast like an hour ago about just, just doing things like just do it and try it. Um, but I would say like, if there's, if there's anything that uh, anyone's thinking of doing or wanting to get or take action on, like now's the best time. Um Assuming you're all young and we're young still, um, it's, there's not as much to lose now than when you're down the road. Um, so take advantage of it and uh, take action on what you want to do and you won't regret it. Mm -hmm. No time like the present. Yeah, exactly. There, there's a quotable one right there. That was inspirational. I think I'm going to put that on a pink background and make that my, my story tomorrow morning. <laughs> more, of a blue, more of a blue guy, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> All right. Did we have a? We do have a. Would you rather for you, actually, Dakota? Because we have we've been dying to know. Would you rather have all of your shipments be delayed by a month, like all your products, or lose access to your Instagram for 
one week, which I guess you said you you did earlier in May, but which would you rather? Uh, uh, hmm. I'd probably say lose access to Instagram, honestly, um, just because that's kind of a way to generate new customers, but uh, late shipments might might affect those uh, those returning customers. So I think that uh, those shipments on time are is, are more important. Got you. Taking care of the customer. Taking care of the people you got. Yep. That's I think my big takeaway right now is that you know really caring about your customer, building that valuable brand. I think that's just been been great to hear because I think that's something that you see kind of getting forgotten in like the mainstream e-commerce culture. It's not something that people are thinking about, but I think that that's kind of the difference between uh, well you know someone such as yourself and maybe you know a failed Instagram sales based you know bamboozlement uh, e-commerce business yeah i mean yeah there's yeah there's a big human aspect to it um like just a random example i know we're, we're wrapping up but like we had we had an issue with a package where the shipment was super delayed i think it was like a month and a half uh canada post issue but uh when we when we got the package back we sent it with a shirt for like his newborn baby like it was like the tiniest shirt and uh like that family now they're they're just they're in love and they, they they love it they're they're repeat buyers now like um so taking care of the people you got like you said is definitely a huge thing oh, well, i think there's our, our quotable moment i love that that's great thanks so much for coming on the show man really really appreciate it uh, awesome good, to you. good good to catch up i know it's been a little while yeah yeah thanks for having me better come by for a beer sometime yeah i i love the ottawa area so we will, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully, hopefully see you soon. Good to chat with you. Yeah. Thanks again. Talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if it brought you any value at all, please like it, rate it, share it, review it. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to get more information, you can always check out entrepreneurstarthere.com. Make sure to have yourself a great day.